0: The views and opinions expressed on Eye in the Triangle do not represent WKNC 88.1 or NC State student media. Your dial is currently turned to Eye in the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome to Eye on the Triangle. I'm Ellie Figge, and today I'm here with Hayes Permar from the Rialto. It's great to have you, Hayes. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I guess the easiest thing is I'm a guy who grew up in Raleigh and have a great passion for the city, and that certainly drove uh, my relationship now with the Rialto. I grew up going to NC State football and basketball games and have uh, just a deep passion for all things Raleigh. So that probably sets the table for what I'm doing now.
1: Are you an alum here?
2: I have some credits from here. I like to say I dropped out of many fine institutions of higher learning across the state of North Carolina, at least three of them. Technically, I don't even think I dropped out of state. I just, while I was in between full-time enrollment, I took um, an economics class and a sociology class, and I remember them both great. Uh, They were very, they were both introductory classes, um, but even if I didn't quite understand or appreciate them at the time i think about them so uh it was a good time of my life taking classes here at nc state very
1: cool well it's great to have you at state um Rialto, I believe, has been a big part of Raleigh's history. Could you tell me a little bit about when it opened and some of the history?
2: Yeah, it was. It's really cool. I was at a, a restaurant the other night and I ran into somebody that I went to high school with. And then I stopped and thought for a second and I was like, "Wait a minute! I think it's like your great great grandfather who built the place." Um, it was built by some Raleigh folks, uh, the Williams family, in 1936. It was originally an A and P grocery store. One of the you know people complain now about um, checking out your own groceries. Back in the day, you didn't even go get your groceries. Like you walked in t- and told the clerk, I need some flour, I need some eggs, whatever. They walked there and got them. And the A&P was one of the first ones where they said, why don't you just go grab what you want and then we'll check you out at the end. So then in 1942, it became a, a theater. Um, I think it started out doing all kinds of entertainment, live music, performances, uh, movies. And then it was the Colony Theater was its original theater name for about 40 years by the end of its run as the Colony, I think it had gotten into maybe some more CD movies. So when new owners came in, they decided it needed a fresh name because people maybe weren't, didn't associate the Colony with, the, with its great past, but instead its more recent present in the early 80s. So they renamed it the Rialto, um, and that's what it's been. As long as I remember it, my life, uh, 45 years now, um, it's been the Rialto. And for a lot of its history in the last 20 years, it's been just movies, art house films, independent films. But when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, it had this great run of live music. Um, Tori Amos played there, Alison Krauss, um, Jane's Addiction, Iggy Pop, Devo, um, so just all these cool bands. And, uh, and so that's sort of, that memory, I don't really know much about putting live music on, but I was like, it happened at the Rialto before, and we could do it again. So that's what we're, uh, we're up to now.
1: I remember reading about that. I love Allison Krauss. She's and got an
2: amazing voice, amazing artist.
1: My dad will be happy about that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: and she's definitely on the. I mean, anybody who's played there before, we're at least. I mean, Alcee Krauss probably doesn't play a whole lot of 400, you know, 50 seat venues, but we're at least gonna ask, you know. And uh, then there's something about our place where there's bigger places, there's places where artists can make more money. There's there's probably you know bigger, more elegant cities, but there is something cool about the Rialto that I think people will at least at least catch their eye of like, you know what, that is a a unique space and and maybe we'll get some people to play there that wouldn't normally play a a place this small.
1: What inspired you to take this project on?
2: Um, A few things. I mean, you know, I, I I would say the pandemic, like a lot of people, you know, just affected life view and what you wanted to do and sort of, you know, in a, for as many bad things as it was, it was kind of a reset for a lot of people. I used to work in sports media and I had several other colleagues that worked in sports media. That's kind of said, hey, man, these hours are are a little weird. And uh, and my kids, I got more time with them during the pandemic. So there was some of I was looking for a new passion. Um, a neighborhood theater coming up for sale is the only thing that maybe happens once or twice in a lifetime. So it certainly wasn't something I was planning on. But when it became available, I was like, well, maybe this is the passion I'm looking for. Um, I just I feel like I know the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood I grew up in. It's the neighborhood I uh, live in now. And so it felt like, you know, right place, right time. And then I just – when I started bouncing the idea off other people, I'm like, is this crazy? I don't really have a lot of experience doing this. Do you think I could do it? I got overwhelmingly positive feedback of, like, I think you can and I think you should. And so that sort of drove me to, like, all right, my friends are telling me this is the right path. People who care about me and care about the Rialto are are pushing me down the path. I think I should just keep going until – until I hit, you know, a wall or something, and I never hit that wall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know yeah. that it's obviously an important part of Raleigh's culture. A lot of people are excited to have it back. What is open now, and what is going to be coming in the next couple months?
2: Uh, we've been—I consider this fall a little bit of experimentation, right? We definitely wanted to bring movies back. We did Stop Making Sense, the um, the Talking Heads movie that was cool because some people were like, I saw that at the Rialto in 1983. It was sort wow. of a re-release. We brought back the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is part of the soul of the theater. People have been coming to that at the Rialto for you know 40 years. Um, and so we were able to bring that back with a, gr- a great crowd. If, if you've never been to Rocky at the Rialto, you and anybody listening, if you've never been to Rocky Horror at the Rialto in Raleigh, don't say you're from Raleigh. Don't go your four years or however many years at NC State without coming to Rocky one time. It's an incredible experience. So we brought back movies. We've done comedy. We've had two comedy shows sort of once a month starting in September. We'll have our third one coming up in November. We've had a speaker series. Um, and then we started live music last weekend. We sort of had an experiment when Hopscotch was in town. We had a little jazz day party that was, you know, not on a full PA, just sort of temporary stuff. But last weekend we had our first live music shows, and that will continue basically every weekend through the end of the year. So it's been a little bit of experimenting. We did some movies here. Um December will sort of be a big test. We're, we'll try and be open six or seven nights a week with movies for a couple nights and then, uh, you know, a holiday concert or a rock show. Um, the, and we got the Mountain Goats coming right after Thanksgiving. That sort of kicks off our sort of holiday scene. So, um, And then in 2024, that that's what we will hope to, to do is be open six or seven days a week, multiple nights where we're doing movies. Sometimes there'll be themes or like with movie clubs, like a grindhouse movie club that does something once a month. And then on the weekends – Mostly music, sometimes comedy, and just be this real cool eclectic mix of doing all kinds of things and all kind of audiences coming through there. One of the things we're super excited about our live music lineup is all the different kind, t- types of bands. Like last weekend, there was a band opening called The 180s on Friday for a guy named Will Hogue, who's sort of somewhere in that rock Americana You know, genre. He's out of Texas. Everybody out of Texas has a little bit of a country feel to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then on Friday night, it was a band called Mike, M-M-Y-Y-K-K, but it's pronounced Mike. And then Sonny Miles, a guy who actually went to NC State, incredible artist. And so just two different audiences, two different sounds and back-to-back nights. And both seemed really happy to be there. And we were honored to have both play there. So really trying to keep that up and bring different audiences and different styles of music through there is going to be big and important to us.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one. There's a couple NC State alum bands, I think. that There's Weston Estate, if you've heard of them. Okay. There's By George.
2: I've definitely heard of them. Yeah. I think I've seen them play somewhere. So I've been trying to, you know, I, I, I may have mentioned this, but I love live music and I love comedy, but nowhere in my, I don't really call what my life is. I don't really have a career. I've got a life more than a career. You know, I try try different things, do different things, uh, but I do not have any experience in live music or comedy, Um, So I've been learning them. And so it's been kind of fun. I try and, you know, sneak in the back of Charlie Goodnight's after a show's started um, with their permission. But just catch a couple of comics when I can. I'll go down to Lincoln Theater, try and listen to some bands. Um, There's a band that's been on the scene for a while, but I know they're NC State alums, Chatham County Line. Um, I believe, I don't want to get ahead of myself and announce a show that isn't official yet, but I'm almost sure we'll have them coming in 2024. So, Oh, uh, but yeah, I need amazing. to look into Get By George on the uh, on the list as well.
1: In American Aquarium, we yep, had them yep. play. At, they they were awesome. Loved them. They're
2: on our radar. I've, we've spoken to somebody about them. Um, they I think they would be a perfect fit for the Rialto. Um So yeah, any N C State rally local bands. Um, I grew up with bands that are they're now in their like fifties, but I still think of them as like local garage bands, even though they've done big tours like Dylan Fence, the Connells, um, some of these names that are you know. Uh, Maybe more dad rock. And uh, uh, I'm not a dad, but I'm sort of the dad age. So, uh, but yes, we we um, we want to try and do all kinds—the ones that hit nostalgia for 45-year-olds and the bands that are actually still, uh, you know, up and coming right now. So,
1: very cool. Well, that is awesome. I wanted to ask a little bit more about what we have for the Christmas movie lineup. How exactly will that work?
2: Um, we're, we should be announcing it. God, we should have announced it this week. It's so, uh, without boring you. Movies is another thing that I didn't have any experience in. So I'm learning through a booking agent and we have to sort of get set up with all the studios and they, they want all kinds of information from us. Uh, and then you can book, you know, the, the old Christmas films. The ones that we've got lined up are most likely the ones that you would guess uh, as Christmas favorites. So like Elf, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life is always um, super popular and uh, at, at the Rialto. So all the, the sort of the throwback classics. I might sneak a Die Hard in there because I like to call that a Christmas movie. Um, but, yeah, we should be announcing the full lineup. And those, those will – we, we want to make it, like, not just a Christmas movie but a Christmas party. We want to have, like, a, you know, a small jazz trio playing Christmas carols out in front. I might make the audience sing some Christmas carols if I'm feeling in the spirit. Um, costume contest, all kinds of stuff. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: That sounds like a lot of fun. Yep. Do you have a favorite?
2: My all-time favorite is probably Christmas Vacation. Um any of the ones I named, I would be happy if I, if I showed up and 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 was told there's a Christmas movie being played, but we're not going to tell you which one. Any of the ones I named would be it. but Christmas Vacation probably takes the cake for me. I think it came out in 89, so I was probably 10 or 11 years old. So I sort of grew up with it and it's a state of classic for me. What about you? Do you have a favorite Christmas I movie? I do.
1: It's Miracle on 34th Street.
2: So The original. Was, okay, all right. That's we will that was in the consideration. Um, we we may still have a slide to work that in. We'll see what we can do for okay, you.
1: Okay. Well, if you do work it in, I would. I that would make me very happy. All right. We'll, the we, original we'll one. Try.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, re, no, no remakes. Nineties <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. remake is fine, but the original one's my favorite.
2: All right. I like it.
1: This is a question that I ask everyone, especially in the local area, at the end of the interview. What is your favorite Howling Cow ice cream flavor?
2: Ooh. All right. So I got to confess. Raleigh's got a lot of great ice cream. And I'm I'm just saying Hall and Cal doesn't it's a little bit of a travel for me. I got good ice cream closer to where I am, right? If I lived on a different part of town, I'd hit Hall and Cal more. I've so man, I'm I'm gonna get booted off the NC State uh <laughs> state quick. Yeah, we might need to quick. cut this part out. Yeah, but no. there, 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 is there a coffee related one? Yeah. That's you probably what it is. That, that's that's what one that I for. like
1: as well. Um, so,
2: yeah, I'm two roosters is very close to me. Um, and now, like Jenny's is in my neighborhood. Goodberries, because I'm a Raleigh guy. We that's like a, Goodberries. A, 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 that's a Raleigh original. So um, yeah, I see a lot of state students at the Village District one. But yeah, I would say the 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 usually a coffee flavor is uh, hitting my favorite.
1: I also like the coffee one. While you're in town, if you swing by Highland Cow, you should try Campfire Delight because that one is really good.
2: All right, we'll do.
1: Well, it was great to have you, Hayes. I'm so glad to learn about the Rialto. I know everyone who listens is going to be super into the local music scene. And um, it was great to have you.
2: Thanks so much for having me. We're super excited to be part of the local music scene. Raleigh obviously already had a great one, so, but it's just cool to add another space to that. More artists, more audiences. Um, and, and, and it's cool that we get to do—we're uh, lucky to be a, also have a movie screen. There's not many places that can show music and movies and do uh, comedy. So we're trying to do it all and uh, we're just happy to be uh, back open and really excited to see people in there. So hope you'll come out and uh, see a show there soon.
1: I would love to see Rocky Horror.
2: Come on, December 1st and 8th at midnight. uh, It'll be back on the screen.
1: Okay, that's perfect. Good to to know. Okay, thank you so much. This has been Ellie with Eye on the Triangle.
2: You are listening to 88.1 WKNC HD1 Raleigh.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Eye on the Triangle the public affairs program of WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. To listen to past episodes of Eye in the Triangle or replay this one, please visit wknc.org forward slash podcasts. The music for this episode is titled Noah Stark by Krakatoa and it was made available through a Creative Commons license. You can check wknc.org forward slash schedule to catch the next episode of Eye in the Triangle live. Until then, this has been Nick Pinto with WKNC 88.1.